Broadcasting live, Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty. And now, here's Armstrong and Getty. You know what I love about that musical introduction? It's that that last note. As the players try harder and harder to hit the right note, it gets worse. <laughs> the note just degenerates. <laughs> it's a small pleasure, right? Live from Studio C, Senor! Deep within the bowels of the Armstrong and Getty Entormation Complex, we have assembled to present the Armstrong and Getty Show live on this Monday. December 13th, the year of our Lord, 2021. We're only, what, a a, a week and a day from the shortest day of the year. National Optimism Day, I call it, when the days start getting longer. Hallelujah. This morning, we're toiling under the tutelage of Honorary General Manager, Mm. Mm. Chris Wallace, Tornadoes. I don't know. We'll ask Jack, because ladies and gentlemen... The co-host of the program joins us from the hospital. Please join me in welcoming Jack Armstrong. Hello, Jack. How are you? Yeah, I think tornadoes might be a good one. That's that's a rough, rough story. It, oh, it's sobering and terrible and tragic and the rest of it, but just, yeah, amazing. Mm. Yeah, I've actually been using the tornadoes as a way to make myself feel better or less sorry for myself. Uh, four straight days in the hospital, still here. But uh, I saw that stuff and thought, you know, my family's not dead, haven't lost everything I own, so hey, quit bitching, quit complaining. Yeah, I realize it's the uh, it's the most cliched of cliches, but the house, the 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 towns rather look like an atomic bomb went off. I mean, the the it's devastation incredible. is mind-boggling. It's incomprehensible, really. It absolutely is. It absolutely is. And I mean, when they say people have lost everything, because I actually have a friend who this happened to in Kansas a couple of years ago. You you got nothing. You show up to where your house was, and it's just the cement slab and then just little pieces of stuff spread out over miles. Right. And you think, well, now what? Where and do I you start? Know, all of you. Yeah, and that's if all of you are safe. Um, but, yeah, brutal, brutal. Anyway, for me... Uh, I was sound asleep about 25 minutes ago when they came in to jab me again with a needle. Okay, I think I feel like they hang outside the door. He's asleep. Let's go in. I think wow. I feel like that's the game. They wait till you're sound asleep to come in and jab you with a needle. Is there anything in the needle, or is it just pure cruelty? I think it's pure cruelty. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. no it's, I got to tell you that it has been long enough now, so five nights out of the last seven i've been in the hospital four straight and uh nurse is here i gotta go i'll talk to you in a little bit okay Okay. have a good whatever it is yes we will inquire as to jack's health etc uh when he next appears um he sounds great compared to our conversations uh, a couple of days ago um when he had doctors clustered around his bedside all giving each other very very serious looks apparently uh he had his gallbladder yanked um, it was uh, it was not cooperating. It was not pulling his weight, so he fired it uh, last week. And then, uh, if you are not tuned in, he then had a fever a couple of days later, and the doctors were very, very worried, and uh, we were too, frankly. Um, and then uh, over the weekend, things took a turn for the better. Um, and he may actually be getting out of the hospital today. We'll have to ask him about that. But he sounds terrific compared to, uh, you know, 
the way he was. So thank God for American medical care when you can access it and when it's not so mobbed up and confusing and expensive that uh, you don't know what to do. Uh, which reminds me, we probably ought to have another uh, chat with Craig, the healthcare guru, at some point about the state of American medicine. Uh, actually, you know, once Jack gets back to work, that'd probably be a great time to do it. Uh, anyway, let's begin the show officially now, according to FCC rules and regulations, for which we're bleeping, bleeping sticklers. Here we go at Mark. The CDC players present going to a restaurant. <clears throat> Hi. I'd like to eat Christmas dinner at your restaurant, please. Sure. I just need to see your vaccination card. I actually can't find it. You mean you lost the little one-inch piece of cardboard they gave you? I'm afraid so. Then you are banished from society. Have fun living in the woods. Okay, and scene. I thought that was pretty good. Pretty darn good for the liberals of Saturday Night Live. The whole, uh, yeah, we're going to make you get jabbed thing is sputtering. It is taking on water. It is in many different uh, realms running into serious problems. Whether it's uh, parents saying, "Uh, you're not not jabbing my youngster. I don't think he needs it and the risks are too high. Uh, to Amtrak says it doesn't have enough humans to run its trains. I don't ride Amtrak a lot, but when I do, it's kind of nice to have it. Um, and just uh, various uh, health systems are a big hospital chain. I got the story around here somewhere, but big hospital chain said, look, we're not going to be able to operate if uh, if you fire everybody who doesn't want to get the jab, including quite a few people who've already had the COVID and presumably have, you know, depending on what study you look at, much better immunity than the jab ease or at least you know roughly equal you can't stop the spread by insisting people get vaccinated because they can still spread it when they're vaccinated we're clearly in the endemic end of things as opposed to the pandemic and uh it's time to just get on with our lives every who, who who's with me yeah i thought so yeah for goodness sakes especially for the kids more on that to come i don't want to get too bogged down in the discussion because i'll get all fired up uh but is jack back I saw he, he, he is. All right, stand by. Michael's got to jump over there, press that button. Stand by. Stand by. Calling back. Got him? Earth to Jack. Earth to Jack. Yeah, you know what I should have done is I should have, I should have stayed on with the nurse here because that would have been fairly dramatic. Um, so uh, feeling was I was going to get to go home today. Then the nurse last night noticed a bulge in my side. Oh, boy. Uh, I, I, uh, she said, has this always been this way? And then I started feeling it, and I said, oh, no, that has not always been that way. And it did not. It felt, well, felt like a bulge in my side. So she just came in to check on it, and she said it's clearly bigger than it was last night. So we're headed down to get some imaging done. Something's going on. Oh, for God's sake. So, I was just talking about how you're doing better. I'm pretty clearly not going home when I thought I was going home. So now they got to put a drain in me <laughs> or, or as my son said, this is coarse. I realize, but as my son said, he said, would that be like a new butthole? Oh, yeah, actually kind yeah. of, kind of, kind of like that. Sounds like the lad has a future in medicine. It's a, uh, a blunt, <laughs> blunt yeah, description. Exactly. Well, no doubt. He wasn't trying to be, he wasn't trying to be funny. He was just trying to understand what was going on. And, you know, that's kind of what they're doing, you know, an extra orifice. 
A place to release thought. that which is not needed inside. Yeah, fair enough. Exactly, exactly. But as I was saying a little bit ago, I, I have been here so long now that it's it's getting, it's like days and nights. What day is it? Didn't you just give me that shot that we get once a day? You know, just is like getting all out of whack. I can't tell what's, it's all blending together. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. How do you feel I physically? Keep, I keep. I keep track of the time by when it's time for the shot in the belly. For some reason, that's, the, the, that's my demarcation of time. Oh, is it time for the shot in the belly again already? I didn't realize it was shot in the belly o'clock. Oh, oh, no. Oh, boy. And that, and that one doesn't hurt. Actually, it hurts less than many of the others. But um, it's just the idea of it. It's so awful. <laughs> uh, well, yeah. Yeah, we're all cringing, not because we're having it done. It's just, it sounds terrible. Or, do you remember, gosh, what was it? When we were kids, I'm sure you heard it on the schoolyard, just like oh, me. Yeah. The the story about, was it uh, tetanus or like uh, if rabies. You, uh, rabies? Yeah, if you got bit by a dog with rabies, you had to get a series of shots in your belly with needles that were yeah. like a foot long to hear it by the uh, swing set. <laughs> yeah. Well, I can tell uh, childhood me that the shot in the belly is not that big a deal. Um, but Ugh. again, it doesn't it, 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 mentally; it's not that great. Um, and I think I, I don't remember if I said this on Friday or not because I have been jabbed so many times in the oh, last boy. four days. I mean, just easily more times than I have been cumulatively in my entire life have oh. happened in the last four days, and uh, and. I'm getting almost numb to it. I mean, not, I'm not there yet, but it's getting closer. But the varying levels of talent at it are just amazing. Huh. Some people can make it so some people do it and you don't feel it. It's like it never even happened. And then there's every gradation of that of where you can tell that happened, but it didn't hurt. To, Jesus, what? Good oh. God. Are you, did you heat that thing up first? Or what are you doing? <laughs> Oh, no. Well, I, I'll tell you from, remember, I used to get allergy shots. Every week I'd get three shots um, in the arm. Uh, but uh, it was almost always painless, and occasionally they'd hit a nerve. And and that was when it was bad. Um, and the, and yeah, the same gal did it virtually every week, and I think it was just, you know, sometimes you get unlucky. I, I was just thinking about that because most of mine are in the top of the hand. Um and the belly. Oh, but jeez, you're killing thinking, me. Maybe, I know, I know, it's killing me. But uh, but I was thinking, well, maybe it's not the the technique or talent that I've always thought. Maybe it's just sometimes that happens and they have no control over it. I don't know. I don't freaking know. God dang it, uh, I'm so over this. But apparently, I'm not over this. No. Oh, um, I. Uh, uh, anyway. So, uh, you know, it's, it's funny, not, not funny, haha, but funny, strange. Maybe it is funny, haha. You know, your whole, uh, you look at the tornado victims and realize, you know, it could be a lot worse. I have a lot of blessings, that sort of thing, which is a great way to look at life. Uh, I, for the first time since I started getting my hip surgeries, walked 18 holes of golf over the weekend. Mm-hmm. Which oh, doesn't cool. sound like a big deal, but uh, I, I feel like I've been hit by, I don't know, a medium-sized uh, public transportation vessel, somewhere between a, <laughs> you know, a bus and a train car. Um, mm. But there are you. I mean, I can't, I can't whine and feel sorry for myself. There are you dealing with you. Then you look at the tornado victims. Somewhere out there listening is the ultimate sad sack, who I don't know if he's currently on fire or, or what. 
But he he can't do that, and I feel for that man or woman, and I, I wish them uh, the best. I hope things improve rapidly. Right. He's the one person who can't find someone else where he can say, well, at least I'm not that guy. Right, right. Somebody's got to be at the bottom. It's just, <laughs> well, it's just I math. Have, I have more things to say about the hospital or other topics of the day, so I will come on whenever you want. Well, the bag of mail is coming up. Uh, why don't we reconvene in a few minutes? We'll set that up, and we'll look forward okay. to uh, chatting. Uh, Freedom, love, and quote of the day as well. Coming up next. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Welcome. Happy Monday. Hope things are good. Whatever things you're involved with. I have the twin pressures of Christmas approaching and my wife's birthday, which are six days apart. Always uh, always charming. Always good. Let's see. I've come up with one gift idea. Now I need to double that output. But boo-hoo. Uh, how about your freedom-loving quote of the day? I love this. Bob Poser said this. I don't know Bob Poser. I usually look it up, but I've been busy this morning. He said, the land of opportunity. You just need the right people and the right work ethic, and you can accomplish anything. That is so true. So true. Might take a while. You might fail three times over. You might spin your wheels. You might hunt for inspiration for a long time. But if you don't quit, you'll get somewhere. Maybe you don't get where you thought you were going to get, but you get somewhere. Instead of just, you know, sitting around making excuses, don't do that. We're all tempted to do it. I'm not judging. I'm not judging. I'm just saying. Don't. Mailbag. You can email us anytime you want. Mailbag at armstrongandgetty.com. That's mailbag at armstrongandgetty.com. Maybe you want to weigh in with an opinion, a personal experience. Always helpful. You actually know what you're talking about. Maybe you see something we ought to be talking about. You want to send it along? Send the link. That's fine. Let's see. Uh, this will interfere with the music, Michael, so maybe I'll skip to uh, number two. Oh, you know, the emails continue to pour in. This, In this case... Marco from beautiful Salinas, California. Thank you for interviewing Sam Quinones. Yeah, that's an Armstrong and Getty Extra Large podcast. You can grab it at armstrongandgetty.com or wherever podcasts are given out. I appreciate the information and frankness of him and you regarding the drug problem. Yeah, we talked about fentanyl. We talked about the, the, the super pure, nasty meth. I'm going to offer my 17 and 20-year-old sons $100, maybe even $500, if they will listen to it with me. It seems like a good investment. We talked about the dangers of drugs, but perhaps Sam's firsthand knowledge of the issue will offer more validity. Yeah, one of the the big takeaways there's is there's no such thing as as safe uh, recreational drug use at this point. Everything is laced with fentanyl, which can kill you easily, and uh, and the meth is so pure and so nasty. Oh man, we're practically out of time. We went a little long last segment. Uh, note from uh, Jay, I remember thinking that the Cuomo apology soundbite sounded very familiar, and I couldn't f- put my finger on it. Um, can we hear the Cuomo apology? And Please. I truly and deeply apologize for it. Then Michael played the camel sound a few times. <clears throat> and uh, it clicked in my, bre- in my head. Cuomo has the whiny voice of a camel. 
and I truly and deeply apologize for it. You know, there is some similarity there, Jay. That is one of the strangest examples of that sort of thing we've ever gotten. How much time, Michael? A minute? Oh, I thought you said one minute a minute ago. Okay, good. We do have time. Uh, Joe says, hey, guys, quit using the word trillion. Use a thousand billion instead. Makes it more powerful. Instead of saying the new bill will increase the deficit by three trillion dollars, we should say this new bill will increase the deficit by three thousand billion dollars. Does that have more impact? I don't know. It's like the argument over wildfires. Are you better off saying, uh, you know, 100,000 acres or 12 square miles? I don't, I don't know. I don't know what people can picture. Uh, let's see. Kevin is angry that Jack's sons were not permitted to visit him in the hospital as uh, unvaccinated youngsters, even though they've both had Chairman Xi's bat fever. Uh, we'll discuss that and more when Jack rejoins us from the hospital in a couple of minutes. Plus, good news, I think. The Pope says sins of the flesh aren't that big a deal. So, hey, get sinning. Stay with us. Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Welcome. It's the Armstrong and Getty Show. A lot of stuff to talk about. I mean, the uh, the problems in some of America's big cities continue to get worse. You have more scumbags who just can't commit enough crimes being turned loose over and over again. Chris Wallace, leaving Fox News, we could talk about that. And or, and, and we warned you about this. You remember the Texas abortion law that essentially turned every citizen into a, uh, how would you even describe it, like a bounty hunter looking for... Uh, you know, anybody uh, doing an abortion, then they could sue that abortion provider, and it was, like, unlimited. And and it reminds me very much of some of the uh, wheelchair Nazi uh, laws in California, which have ended up being such a nightmare where you have just lawsuits. It's an extortion racket. Well, anyway, uh, Gavin Newsom, the lunkhead governor of California, has tried to model an anti-gun law after the Texas anti-abortion law and skirt uh, constitutional review by the Supreme Court using that same trick as Texas. And we warned you that Texas law was it was a, uh, you know, it was not going to be good. It was a lot of unforeseen difficulties uh, just waiting to happen. And sure enough, here's one of them. So we can talk about that as well. Uh, Jack rejoins us from the hospital where he is getting excellent uh, but extended care. Jack? Yeah, that's why a lot of my favorite conservative or libertarian thinkers were saying, no, 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 no. Don't don't cheer this Texas law. It will come back to haunt us. And it and it is. Yeah. Yeah. They've got to figure out a way to wrestle it to the ground, although it's difficult. It was designed to evade judicial review because the state wasn't uh, wasn't administering the the hurt. They, they, they couldn't be sued because they weren't doing stuff. It was just private citizens. Um, but they've, the soups have got to figure out how to deal with that. I don't want to um, <clears throat> keep talking about my health situation because I just can't imagine why anybody would ever tune into a radio show about that. Uh, <laughs> hey, people watched uh, Grey's Anatomy like crazy for decades, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Unless I can make something uh, uh, 
relatable out of it or whatever. Well, but start start here. an affair with a nurse or, or pit two of the doctors against each other. <laughs> um, I have been here so long now, as I mentioned earlier, it's like I don't have any sense of what like day it is or what time it is or anything like that. This could easily be middle of the afternoon to me or evening or whatever. It's just because I, I, I sleep completely randomly. I get awakened to get something jabbed in me. Then I eat something. Then I go back to sleep. And then it's, so it's just, you know, time has no meaning. It's really weird. Um, but because uh, I'm now aware mentally that it's the morning and when I'm normally working, I'm so I'm drinking coffee like it's normally that time of day and trying to get into the swing of things there. But I heard somebody brought up in mailbag the idea that my kids were not allowed in yeah. to the hospital to visit me because they didn't have uh, vaccine cards. And I haven't gotten my kids vaccinated. They're 9 and 11. Um, I didn't know that they had to be vaccinated to get into the hospital to visit me. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. That's, 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 uh, I get why they're really trying to keep the COVID out of the hospital. Yeah, yeah. You know, uh, Kevin, our always adamant and well-researched uh, COVID consultant, points out that your your boys are right in the sweet spot of the highest chance of any sort of uh, adverse risk of the vaccine. And more and more studies are coming out that says, yeah, having the vid gives you plenty of immunity. Um, you know, it's it's funny. I've seen so many competing studies saying, oh, no, 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 no. The, uh, you get the, the multi-jabs, you got uh, seven times the immunity is uh, having COVID. And then, you know, here are like a hundred studies saying the opposite. We're following yeah. the science. Yeah, that was, that was pretty disappointing. Um, and they've had COVID, as you mentioned, recently even, <clears throat> not even very long ago. I saw Dr. Fauci on one of the shows talking yesterday about the fourth jab. Past the the third jab, the booster, onto the fourth jab. When's it time to get the fourth jab? And, Seriously, uh, I missed the fourth jab. I... That's for people that like the very first people that got the shots who have uh, immune compromised situations. But as I was talking with buddies over the weekend, I'm not a I'm not an anti-vax guy. I don't think this is all a hoax. But there's just no getting around the fact that there are so many billions of dollars on the line, whether or not you encourage another jab or not. Mm -hmm. And there's, you, I mean, human nature, you're denying human nature. If you're going to claim that there's nobody in the chain of command, that that doesn't have an effect on at least somewhat. The fact that billions of dollars are going to be spent or made if somebody gives the thumbs up to another jab. Right, right. And you get around it. Well, true, true, and and while the uh, the motivations and actions of the various folks involved in making these decisions might be innocent, you still have that cloud of suspicion about it. And uh, you know, combine that with the fact that, and a lot of people have freaked out over the fact that the vaccine doesn't give you a hundred percent immunity, and and they felt like that kind of been promised, or it's not a vaccine if it doesn't give you a hundred percent immunity, which is just misunderstanding what vaccines are. But um, no offense to anybody, but anyway. Uh, but you can't I deny. Mis- I mis- hey, I mis- I misunderstood it completely. I thought that's what the vaccine was going to do. I didn't know that. Oh, I did too. I did too. I was shocked at uh, how uh, how prevalent the breakthroughs are, and the fact that you can have it for as long as you can and and spread it. Um, but anyway, you know, and that's fine. It's nobody's fault. But so much of the public messaging has so clearly been designed to achieve a result, as opposed to communicating the truth. 
they knew that vaccine hesitancy uh, would, would increase or cooperation would decrease if they said, listen, it's going to give you a better immune response when you get it again, and it'll keep you out of hospital and keep you from dying, but it's not going to keep you from getting the bug. Uh, I think would have reduced, uh, you know, people getting jabbed by X percent, and and uh, the liar Fauci and, and company didn't want to risk that. So I represent know, just, science. Yeah, shut up, you old bastard. <laughs> have you seen the video out of Germany with the cops going around? I think it was Berlin with the sticks measuring how far apart people are. Oh my lord, no! I don't remember if I retweeted that or not. And it's cops in like. Um, you know, like in military gear, like they're ready to go to war, going around with these long sticks, measuring if people are too close together, giving out to give out tickets and stuff. It's I can't like believe. Oh, my God. I realize we're talking about the Germans, but I can't believe cops would would consent to such humiliating duty. Wouldn't you say I'm not doing that? I dedicated my life know. to protecting the citizenry from crime and the rest of it. I'm not measuring distances between people freaking outdoors, I'm guessing, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, they're they're getting hit hard with it. Well, it's like the cops in Australia who are chasing down people like their Osama bin Laden who escaped from the COVID camps. So, yeah. same sort of thing. Well, there's been a twin Dude. pandemic. We got the COVID and we got the pandemic of stupid. <sighs> yeah, yeah. I saw I saw a great uh, tweet this morning about. Um, I didn't know the COVID would kill so many, so many things like science and reason and uh, judicial process and all the other things that COVID has killed in various places. Right, um, right. Well back, said. Back to me Back to me briefly, since I don't know when somebody's going to rush in here. Um, one thing I've discovered from when I first got here on, well, I first got here a week and a day ago, but when I came in Thursday with the fever, uh, you can tell when something's wrong because people, like, get wide-eyed and start walking really fast. Oh, boy. And uh, I, I got that going on this morning with the bulging in my side. People are uh, people are running around really fast, and their eyes are wide. Oh, so something, shite. Something, Sorry. Something exciting is going on. Yeah, boy. I, so I, I believe what is going to happen is I'm going to have to be taken out of the town I'm currently in. They're going to take me to a bigger city to do the whole uh, inserting a drain thing, because where the... Uh, where the fluid is, it's going to be complicated to go around my other organs and not uh, have some sort of terrible mistake made getting the drain put in to drain me. So it's going to be a fairly touchy deal. So that'll be fun. A little hospital ride. Oh, little, golly. little risk of running uh, a tube through my liver. <laughs> Gee, many. As if your liver hasn't suffered enough. Um, I, you know, I always, I always feel bad looking through the back window of those ambulances. You know, they got the guy strapped to the gurney right there. You can look him right yep. in the eye if you're behind him. Yep. I always think they shouldn't you have a curtain or something. Yep. The guy's yep. having uh, one of the worst days of his life, and you got onlookers gawking at him on the roadways. I don't, they got to change I that had, design. I had that very feeling like a week ago. Like I want to wave, hey, how you doing? I'm not doing so well. Give them both barrels. <laughs> but you mind your own business. <laughs> um, uh, one other story I can tease for later, uh, assuming I am going to be around beyond. I finally have seen one other person besides me, because I brought this up to a few people, and people give me the you're a crackpot look. But I saw somebody on, um, it was on ABC This Week yesterday, former ambassador to Ukraine, with, uh, was talking to George Stephanopoulos, who brought up, my concern that 
Russia and China are going to work together on this deal where Russia goes into Ukraine at the same time China goes into Taiwan. So I'm not the only person that's thought that crazy thought. Well, if you want, as long as you're here, yeah, we have Ian Pinnell on that very uh, topic. Why don't we play clip 81, Michael? Today, some fear Vladimir Putin, fearing diminishing influence, is preparing once again to reignite this conflict. For weeks, Russia's been amassing troops along Ukraine's eastern border. U.S. intelligence officials reportedly say that as many as 175,000 could be there by January. The Kremlin unhappy that Ukraine's moving too close to the western NATO. It set up a critical test for the Biden administration. A renewed invasion would be far more devastating than the last one and have effects well beyond Europe. Some experts fearing it could even embolden China to seize Taiwan. Oh, goody. Yeah. Yeah. I've talked to um, a whole bunch of the nurses are Russian or Ukrainian. And I don't know why that is. I don't know if that's common or just the area I'm in or something like that. But um, I brought it up to one uh, nurse of Ukrainian background. She actually started crying, which made me feel bad that I had brought it up to her. Oh, my. Wow. You know, I appreciate Ian Pinnell pointing out, and I'd kind of space this off, but uh, that that Putin has declining approval ratings, and uh, you know, some of the uh, dissenters are starting to get, get more sympathy. And there's nothing like expanding the great Russian empire to to whip people up and say yay for Putin. Uh, you know, get nationalism going, stuff like that. This could be a dodge just in that direction, among other things. Yeah, interesting. So I was talking to a different Russian nurse last night, and. Um she said she doesn't really follow politics, but then I got into uh, talking about Putin and this and that, and she said, well, don't ever say that around my dad. My dad would go crazy if he heard you saying that because he's a big Putin fan. So it's all very interesting. Yeah, I had a, a friend from Russia, who a uh, golf buddy, and he said, yeah, come on now. Putin is so effective. Things are working. Uh, you know, the economy's functioning. Society's functioning. He's he's He gets it done. And he was a big Putin defender, too. Although the Pooter now is claiming that, you know, how uh, the little green men invaded that part of uh, uh, Ukraine, uh, heavily Russian-speaking part of Ukraine, and now have kind of established a quasi-breakaway region. But the Ukrainians aren't happy about it, and they still fight these guys fairly regularly. And Putin has taken a regularly referring to that fighting as a genocide. Right. There's a right. genocide clever. going on against Russian people. Damn clever. No, yeah. I brought up the whole Putin thing to a Ukrainian friend of mine I've known for years, and he said, you Americans believe everything you hear. And he was clearly uh, not liking uh, any negative talk about Putin. So <laughs> I have no idea. I have no idea. It's yeah. a complicated mess. Because there are, there are a fair number of Russians in Ukraine who clearly feel like they uh they they feel more Russian than Ukrainian. Then you got the Ukrainian girl I talked to who started crying at the mere mention of it. So yikes! Wow. All right. Well, we need to take a break. More coming back. The Pope. I don't know if you listen to the Pope, but he says sins of the flesh aren't that bad. So yeah, I don't know. That's if, not part of the cover up. If you, the what now? Wow. I'll stay tuned. It's the Armstrong and Getty Show. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Have a holly jolly Christmas. It's the best time. New York City will require all children over the age of five to show proof of vaccination before dining indoors or going to an entertainment venue. 
Because if there's one thing a five-year-old can do, it's keep track of a small piece of paper. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm going to play you a commercial from New York uh, in a little while, warning that uh, kid uh, parents get your kid jabbed. Otherwise, they can't have a life. It's just, boy, we're seeing some weird things unfold in the uh, well, COVID era, needless to say. So a couple of things apropos of very little, but interesting. Lust is not the worst of the seven deadly sins, according to Il Papa, the Pope. Pope Frank, the communist, the South African or South American communist, there are worse indiscretions than sex outside marriage. He said uh, on a route uh, on a plane from Greece to Italy on Monday, sins of the flesh are not the most serious, said the 84 year old who probably doesn't have a lot of interest in sins of the flesh anymore. Uh, the top transgressions. So, you know, you want to get jiggy. Uh, the Pope says, Ned, great, but not terrible. He puts pride and hatred at the top of your uh, deadly sins list. His rankings uh, of the worst wrongdoings follow the resignation of a Paris archbishop who quit over a relationship with a woman earlier this month. The 70-year-old cleric denied being intimate with the anonymous female behavior that would break his promise of celibacy. Evidently, there is just a little, uh, little. well, I don't know. They're like, uh, you know, first base in it. I, I don't remember what the bases are. I've been married for decades. Uh, but uh, according to reports that, yeah, it was just a little uh, a little slap and uh, tickle there. Uh, but anyway, the, uh, the Pope uh, clarified about this French guy's uh, behavior. It was a failing against the sixth commandment. You shall not commit adultery, but not a total one. One of small caresses, messages given to his secretary. There is sin there, but not the worst kind. Uh, he was condemned by, but by whom? By public opinion, by gossip. He can no longer govern. I accepted his resignation, not on the altar of truth, but on the altar of hypocrisy, whatever that means. You know, I think, don't we all kind of sense that there are things we shouldn't do for our own soul and, and the sake of our own soul? Whether You know, whatever religion or philosophy or denomination you follow things like your uh, your excesses your your gambling your drinking your your cheating on your spouse whatever of course that's you know cruel to your spouse and your family too but i mean like say you're a single guy and you're just uh, you're uh, fornicating more than uh, you ought to be it's just not good for your soul right there's that and then there's you go around sucker punching people in uh, in shopping malls I mean, those are very, very different kinds of sins. So I think I I agree with the Pope on this one. Of course, you know, nobody cares whether I agree with the Pope. So moving along, New Zealand, fascinating land, full of hobbits, as you know. Uh, Beautiful country. I'd like to go there. Um, But they seem to have an incredibly high tolerance for government control. They've displayed that, as have their Aussie neighbors during the COVID thing, uh, to an extent that really troubles me. Because they're, you know, English common law uh, offspring, just like ourselves. But in New Zealand, man, they have never met a crackdown they didn't like. Listen to this, would you? New Zealand has announced it will outlaw smoking for the next generation so that those who are aged 14 and under today will never be able to legally buy tobacco. The new legislation means the legal smoking age is going to increase every year so that those who are 14 and under will never be of age. By the time they're 28, the law will be 29. By the time they're 37, it'll be 38, etc. 
Government announced the rising age alongside other measures to make smoking unaffordable and inaccessible to try to reach its goal of making the country entirely smoke-free within the next four years. Other measures include reducing the legal amount of nicotine and tobacco products to very, very low levels, so it's not addictive. Cutting down the shops where cigarettes could be legally sold, increasing funding to addiction services. The new laws would not restrict vape sales. We want to make sure young people never start smoking, so we'll make it an offense to sell supply tobacco to new cohorts of youth, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, New England's daily smoking rates have been dropping over time down to 11.6% in 2018. Why does it take that long to get your figures together, New Zealand? What happened last year? Uh, And uh, down from 18%. So that is down 6.5% in a decade, I guess. Oh, Interesting. Policies welcomed by public health experts, of course, because they don't worry about freedom or anything else. You know, I, I don't, I don't want smoking. I don't need smoking in my world. Um, I, I don't mind the idea of it being eliminated. But if you don't have the freedom to make bad decisions, you don't have freedom. What does the lack of liberty cost? I don't know. It's an interesting question, though. Mailbag at ArmstrongandGetty.com if you want to react. Armstrong and Getty. <laughs> 